podcast. Okay, Starbucks. It is, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I'm here at Starbucks in uh, Rancho Bernardo with Mr. Dwayne Taylor. Dwayne, how you doing? Excellent. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for doing this. We've caught up at the last couple of state races. I haven't really spoken in a few years. I haven't seen you too much, but it seems like you're back on the scene again. Um, before we dive into your past, because you've got, I think, a great story, especially with BMX, some of the brands and stuff you've uh, worked for. Um, what are you currently doing now? And you definitely seem like you've got a cool, cool projects uh, going on back in BMX race. Yeah, um, things I got going on right now is you know La Revolution Cafe. That's my website. Uh, kind of trying to make the the vibe of a old bike shop, just where you see the cool stuff, videos, a little bit of news. Uh, Going to be putting some uh, directory maps on there for punk tracks and trails and stuff like that will be coming up. But then I'm also heading up the uh, back. Factory LRC Mongoose team. Um, that's just pretty much a grassroots team. Uh, that's just going to be consisted of kids that are doing a lot of local racing, uh, the four star series, and some do states and Gold Cup stuff, but nothing too major. Yeah, no, and we'll get a bit more deep into mm-hmm. all that stuff. You've definitely got a good setup already. I say, I saw you at Lake Paris and uh, Chula Vista last month, and uh, you, yeah, you definitely got a, a good good setup and looking good already what you're doing um let's go back to the start so how'd you find bmx local scene tell us yeah. about all that stuff uh bmx for me it was kind of crazy how i got into bmx uh i moved to gilroy california up north uh when i was in seventh grade uh and uh i met jimmy garcia oh right and uh i was running track and playing football at that time and so we became good friends pretty much off the bat so i would go and watch him race so I went and watched him race for about two years. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But I'm out, you know, football and track. Yeah. And, uh, and then my, then I started, I got a, a Western Flyer, like 24-inch, horrible, horrible cruiser. Right. But I was just like, I just want to ride, you know. And my grandparents got it for me. So I would just follow them around and all the local trails at Los Animas Park and Christmas Hill and Gilroy. And, and that was our, our deal, you know. We just, we did ride on the weekends. And, um... My sophomore year, I got, I got hurt in track. I, I blew my knee out, and uh, but that was my whole direction, you know, already college, everything, looking to play football and run yeah. track, and I blew my knee out, and I couldn't run anymore. So uh, after rehab for that, I just still wanted to go fast, and, you know, Jimmy was racing a lot then, you know, he's one of the top amateurs. And Was this like mid-80s then? Yeah, mid-80s. It's the early 80s, and... Um, like 83 84 right and um i was like i want to try it you know but i didn't have a bike anymore so uh my buddy mark wells his sister cindy wells used to race all kinds and she stopped racing and uh his dad's like you could use her bike right. you know so i was just like i don't care it's a bike i want to do it you know so the old gilroy track out on new avenue went out there raced had a blast Raced again, and then they shut the track down. Was Gilroy NBL or ABA? It was NBL. Okay. There's a NBL lot of NBL up there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, NorCal and the Valley, you know. Prunedale and that. Prunedale, uh, Sanger, um, all those tracks out there in the Fresno area. Um, it, I was an NBL guy. Right. You know, that's, that's what the Garcias were into, and they took me to races, so... I'm, I guess I'm an NBL guy. And he's obviously Stumpy was in your scene. You know, obviously yeah. we'll get a bit more into your relationship with Stumpy, uh-huh. Randy Stumpazer for yes. the for the younger guys that uh, might not be familiar with the name, but you should be. You should know your BMX history. But we'll get a bit more into your relationship with Stumpy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, carry on. Yeah, uh, did that. The track shut down. Uh, we didn't have a track for like two years. Um, 
Jimmy and Joey Garcia were racing, you know, the state series and mm-hmm. nationals and stuff uh, at that time. And but I just couldn't afford it, so I I was just at home. And then I started uh, dirt jumping more, a lot more. And um, and then the New Gilroy track opened up, and I started racing again. And and that's where uh, I just tried my first state series, got to the state finals, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn expert because. I'm going to have to race these guys anyways, and I have to race Jimmy all the time, so I might as well start racing them now. Right. So at the championships, I was going to turn expert, but the day before, uh, I had an accident in the parking lot and smashed my face, and yeah. had a major concussion, 65 stitches on my face. Oh, and, my God. Um, and the next day was the championships, and I just had to roll the gate, you know, to get, I think, number seven. Right. And um, got on the gate, got a little got into it you know got fourth i was like oh, i can make the main you yeah know? And, you know my dad's just like you better not try harder you know you right. just had a major concussion if you fall you yeah know? yeah my face is all bandaged up and my open face echo helmet you know and the next moto you know just sat down just rolled out and then the third moto i was just like i can make the main you know just got out in first place out of the first turn saw my dad in the second turn just pulled my brakes you know went back to last right <laughs> but, in trouble yeah so but it is it is awesome you know if it wasn't for the Garcias and uh the Wellses and the Roaches uh I kind of had an extended family because that was the only race my dad ever took me to mm-hmm. of course and then he he moved uh to start a new family so I was with my grandparents uh but if it wasn't for them I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd have this love and appreciation for BMX that I have today. Such a good scene up there. With like Linda Dorsey, mm-hmm. she was up there. She was the, always announcing all the races. Yeah, she did this California State Series, um, and then some national stuff. And you know, we did our big trip. I think when was it eighty nine to the Worlds uh, with Linda, with the Garcias, with Ryan Garcia. We had an awesome group, like three vans, you mm-hmm. know, caravanning to the Worlds in Michigan. And um, that was my first big race ever. So that 94 Worlds. 94, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was awesome, you know. And there was a lot of bonding in there, you know. One oh. van brought, got broke down, but luckily it was a family that had dough, and they just bought a new van. Oh, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, and it, was, it was really cool, you know. Those are those trips you'll never forget. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, after that, just, just moving on with BMX, you know. I was addicted to it at that point, you know, just running through locals running through states getting some regionals in they mm-hmm. started hitting nationals when i started doing nationals that's when profile rocket came in so was that your first team then profile rocket uh well actually rode for fernandez bmx mm-hmm. a little bit that was one of jimmy's first sponsors so i was like on the b team he was on the right. a team uh and then uh went to D racing out of the valley and then um and then kind of rode for myself for a little while and then really started to turn it up uh when I kind of made a connection with the Fox guys, right? Because uh, they were local in Morgan Hill, and uh, you know they started flowing me some product. So that kind of gave me more emphasis of okay, you're working. This money has to go towards racing because you're getting some support, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so started started racing more. And then that's when uh, Profile Rocket came in. Uh, so obviously Bill Prince, right? Bill Prince, yeah. yeah. Bill Prince came in, and it was uh, oh sorry, before that was Supercross. Right before that, uh, just wrote got crazy uh bill sharp my buddy from sharp sprockets um are they still around no he wants to start up again yeah he's yeah. just been off and on they know? were good though weren't they? Yeah, they, I remember, yeah we had to make them because we were bending gears you right. know and and he's you know bill sharp played for the chargers he's a professional football player oh, I didn't you know, know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh 
and he's putting out a lot of horsepower and nothing would hold him you know right. he was chromoly cranks and had that big bottom brackets and you know he he's he's a big guy he's really strong so uh we designed the first sharp sprocket when he was living in santa cruz up by me and uh and so yeah he knew uh bill at supercross He's like, hey, this kid's real fast. Can you hook him up? You know, and so we were going, we were driving down here to one of those arena races, and uh, like two days before, Bill's like, yeah, we'll do it. Sent the frame up. Uh, we were driving down. I was in the back of his Toyota pickup in the camper shell, putting the bike together on the way to the race, and uh, and yeah, I ran it at that race. Didn't have practice or nothing. That was a nightmare as a national. Uh, so rode for Supercross for a little bit, and then Profile Rocket came in with with uh, Princey. And uh, made some great relationships there with those guys. That was a big team, wasn't it, for a while? For a little while. Most yeah. of the East Coast. Yeah, I was yeah. always a weird West Coast guy. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say that. Yeah, so they weren't really West Coast team then. You were just part of that I was just Florida part of the East team. Coast team. Yeah, and then uh, then that... Uh, Corey Denberger, he was good. Yeah, and yeah. then it was, um, you know, TJ Beach. Yeah, all, yeah. all those crazy Florida guys. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was awesome. We had a lot of fun on that team. Uh, and then that transferred over to Haro, mm. and then rode for Haro. That's where you really came on my radar then, because obviously we were GT, you guys yeah. were Haro, and um, that's when we yeah. had we had big factory teams. Yes, you yes, know, absolutely. It, was, it, was like, it wasn't. So Tony D put you on then, right? Yeah, Tony D put me on, and uh, I was a West Coast guy, so it, was, it kind of worked out better for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had an awesome time at Haro. Just you know, thirty six weekends, uh, number one cruiser twenty inch, and neg two. Who were some yeah. of the guys you battled? Was you belt buckle or was you belt buckle? Belt buckle. Barry, yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, Barry, yeah. Chad Roberts, Brent Lee. Right. Um, Brent Lee, man, still good. Still I was, killing I was man. watching him last week, make all the moves. It's crazy because it's like I always w- hoped I was not in his moto so I could watch him ride. Right. Yeah. You know? Which is it's kind of crazy to kind of look up to somebody in your yeah, class, you know. Yeah, I don't know. And it was just he was just such an awesome rider, you know. And that was Jimmy too, you know. Jimmy was in my class, mm-hmm. and. Um, Jimmy was the scariest person to ride with because he's so sneaky. Right. You know, like, I remember at uh, Fort Ord, the old track on the military base in NorCal, um, him and Dale Paris were racing, and um, there was kind of like an S-turn to the finish line. It went left, then a quick right. Yeah. And then so Dale was ahead of him. Jimmy went outside, came right to the inside, and so Dale... Dale went to brake check him, mm-hmm. and Jimmy lifted his front tire over his back tire oh, him on cruiser. Right. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was it was gnarly. He was he's a really really I I miss watching Jimmy ride. Too. I raced Just, him a, the very first year I came out here. We raced a little bit in A Pro, I think at the Christmas Classic maybe. Uh, but yeah, I remember he was always a, a, a good rider. Yeah, yeah, he always had the way back riding right, style, yes. you know, which is you know kind of like a Terry T style. Yeah, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, and then rode for Haro and. Had an awesome time with them. Love everything we did with them. And that's when I... Right before Haro, though, um, at the Grands, when I was on Rocket, talking to Big E. And, uh, oh, for potential Powerlight. For Powerlight. And um, Big E was just like, hey, you know, what do you think about riding for Powerlight? You know, and I was in the middle of motos at the Grands, you know. Right. And, and I was like, dude, that'd be so awesome. You know, when I get back, you know, I'll send you my info, my resume and stuff. He's just right. like, and Big E was like, I don't need it. I see it right there. Right. And I was like can I get back to you, you know? Yeah. And then, so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went back and I was riding for Fox at the time. And I was like, dude, do Powerlight ask me to ride for him? And I was riding, a, you know, I was riding a Powerlight at the time, you know, right. and I was just like, this is awesome. And, um, and he's just like, what gear do they run? You know, I was like, oh, they run Axo gear. He's like, see if you can run Fox though. Right. And I called Big E. He's like, nah, you know, we have a deal with Axo. 
And he's like, no, I can't. He, so uh, Todd Hicks pulled out a contract. Yeah, it was York. He's like, you can write for them, you can write for us. Oh, wow. You know, and, and I've been writing for them already for years. Yeah. You know, the Fox guys. And I was just like, man, you know. That was a hard one, yeah. And I was just like, you guys are local. You know, like, yeah. we do everything together. We hang out. You know, I was like, oh, I'm right for Fox. So yeah. I turned down Power Light. And, uh, but luckily then uh, Tony D called me from Haro after that to write for Haro. And they wrote for Fox. So, oh, because, so yeah, obviously, out. yeah, Haro mm-hmm. was Fox anyway. So it kind of. Yeah. It worked for you guys. So that worked out. And then um, while I was on Haro, um, it was a San Diego National and uh, the year Andy Contest turned pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like, I'm going to beat him before he turns pro. Like, right. I'm going to annihilate him. You know, because I was going to turn pro the next year, too. Yeah. And um, last mo- last race, cruiser, last race of the day. No, 20 years, last race of the day. Going through the last section, it was uh, like a roller, roller table roller roller and i was just gonna jump from roller to the top of the table off the other two you know i just it was a big flat turn and came out super too hot and went to jump it over jumped front tire dip hit the roller stopped on the next roller on my shoulder third degree uh, separation on my shoulder so i couldn't turn pro and then that was kind of uh on to another amateur year to try to come back and you stayed with haro though stayed with haro and then uh came back got my title uh, going to Christmas Classic that year, going to turn pro, blew my knee out. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do it this year. Right. So another amateur year, uh, left Haro, <coughs> said I'm just going to do it on my own, you know. So after Haro, was, was, you wrote for nobody? I wrote for nobody. Okay, what bike was you riding? Um, uh, Specialized. Okay. I got a little relationship with Specialized. They were local up north. Yeah. Uh, they were starting to make the race bikes, and um, I was like, I'll, I'll try them out for you guys. You know, did a lot of testing for them. And... Um, Rode the Specialized, got title again. Took Gun Pro. Blew my other knee out for Christmas Classic. <laughs> so I was like, all right, one more year. And then um, and then that's when uh, Rick approached me and said, hey, why don't you, you know, ride for us as standard? Yeah. You know, and, and uh, that's why I was working at Fox because when I did my shoulder, they were like, you're not going to be able to lift anything over your head anymore, you know? And, um, and I was working heating, air conditioning, you know, sheet metal on ladders, lifting shit all day long. And I was just like, well, I guess I have to quit my job. Right. You know, so uh, when I quit, then that's when Fox said, hey, we're going to start a BMX program. You want to handle it? And back then it was just Reynolds, Robbo, Foster Brothers, and me. How cool was that? Yeah. Tell us a bit more about all this and that. Yeah, um, that, that must have been pretty good times, right? Obviously, yeah. that was industry was good at the time. Yeah, industry Sponsor was awesome. Was you know, they came in. They're just like, uh, we don't have a lot of budget, but let's just try to make a, make a cool section here and make it a dominant factor here at Fox. Yeah. So uh, I came in, went over there, started doing that stuff and, um, you know, slowly building the team. I had a lot of relationships because of racing so much and, uh, you know, we really started to develop an awesome program, especially on the race side. Freestyle side, we, we had, you know, we had Joey Garcia, Chad Kagey, um, we got Ryan Nyquist when he was wow. brand new, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, riding for Bontrager back then. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a lot of dudes. That was when, like, X Games was just starting to kick off, you know, starting to become something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I just started working. And then, uh, you know, started to develop the race side because that's what I was into kind of more than anything. And, um, you know, started getting a lot of top guys, you know. And then um, when Specialized really came in, the whole Levesque thing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah them guys were on 
and then uh, with DK, um, with the Huffy team. Yeah. We, wow, you had all the big Yeah, guys. it's like, I always say I want to get nominated for industry. Right. Because it's like, yeah, people so always forget. A lot of big hitters. So yeah, much yeah. stuff that I've done in the industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, I always say, if it wasn't for me, we'd all be wearing lizard skin pants. Right. <laughs> because uh, my goal was to really bring the motocross back to BMX. Right. Um, and obviously that's when the, all the magazines were, you yeah, know, thriving. Yeah. So you just get a lot of play, I'm sure, you know. A lot, a lot of coverage, um, especially with the guys we had you know mm-hmm. with stumpy you know sanchez on kmart you know when crazy sponsors were in too um and then that's when i started writing for standard also and they had a whole different vibe which is kind of cool because we started shift at the same time right so it's like let's get them on shift because they're kind of the outside guys kind of doing things different yeah. you know so and that's what the whole shift brand was about so we just slid them straight into shift right and then all the other teams are kind of more corporate were on the fox side um which is really, really cool. Um, going through that, you know, developing those great relationships, you know, with the Haro team, with Rich Vidiello. Was you, was you like paying the teams or the riders individual or everyone we different? We were team mostly. Right. Um, and BMX was teams. Right. So we even specialized. That one like a personal deal? No, that was just Levesque. Okay, just him only. Okay, yeah. Right. It's because it was like Levesque, Terry Giannis, um, Mar- LaBrady, um, they were all individual riders anyways because right. Tara from Mountain Bike. Yeah. So she was getting her own deal from Fox. Levesque had his own deal. And then... Um, Sean Palmer was Fox, right? Sean Palmer was Fox. Brian Lopes was Fox. Right. Um, yeah, our mountain bike team was crazy too. Oh you my know? God, that must be yeah, a huge budget. It was, it was different. Yeah. You know, it was really, really different because we started developing product at the same time for those sports. You know, we, we developed a BMX pant, you know, uh, and we did started working on pads for freestyle guys i'm jumping all over the place here right. but, but they always said when palmer came in with fox it kind of it turned the whole you know mountain bike you know it kind of gave it a whole new look and everybody kind of yeah it went from spandex yeah to motocross you know so did, was fox really benefiting through even though it was probably big money they were paying him well they seen the, yeah. the, 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 the the return imagery, on that you know the imagery and then the um the customer drive after that was crazy right. you know all of a sudden fox was the coolest thing in the world yeah like you know because palmer you know everything he touches turns to gold before it turns to shit you know right so he's he was a great influence over an amount so is lopes though you know because yeah. you got you got this crazy guy who can win a race at any time but then mm. you have lopes who's the most consistent mm-hmm. badass there is on two wheels also representing the brand you know and that's that's one thing I've always tried to carry over that I learned from Fox is that you need to have both sides of the spectrum. You know, you need to have total packages all together, mm-hmm. but you need to have a rough side and a clean side. Yeah. You know, because there's people all in between those. And if you just try to just be, oh, I just want clean cut, clean cut, clean cut. It's like, yeah, you were on GT. Mm. And that's, that was the GT image, you know. Right, yes, and, yes. and so it was just like kind of appealed to a lot of people because you guys were all awesome writers. Right. But then it was also, too, it was just like, you know, we had king of dirt at the con- at nationals too you know yeah. so we had those grimy guys it's yes. like who are you going to appeal to on that side you know yeah. Ruel Erickson isn't really a grimy guy you right, know so yeah. who are you going to get to kind of suck those guys into your brand you yeah know? yeah so, well I did I, you know I, obviously I, I know all those I, yeah that was totally during your time with Fox that's a lot of big hitters you know Levesque that was probably still even today is probably the highest paid ever you know money was in, made in, in, in BMX, BMX racing and BMX racing probably was a variety you know Levesque was I mean, he, it was all right time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. It was the same in freestyle. Like, there'll never be another Mira. Right. You know what I mean? Just because mm. those dollars, they're just, they're different now. Yeah. You know, it was back then, it was just like, 
because you had magazines, because you had TV, you know, because you had other industries wanting to get that exposure. You know, now I think with social and stuff like that, everybody can get any exposure they want any time. Mm. So it's just like, why are we going to sell out dough when we can just do it ourselves? Yeah. Or give them a little bit, but then give them our juice behind our social. Because right. that's kind of more important to everybody is those proposed dollars. Yeah. It, it's, it's not real factual dollars. It's just what it could possibly be is the most important thing now. You know, it's, it's oh, you have a thousand followers? Great. You know, call us when you have 10. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm out here with the kids every day. I'm racing all the time. I'm riding all the time. I'm mountain biking. You know, I'm working with people. Yeah, but yeah. But I don't have 10,000 followers, so it doesn't matter. But you're out in the trenches, you know. Right. I think a lot of people actually, yeah, they might have big followings on that, but you don't see them. You don't, don't see a lot of them guys in BMX anyway, you know. No, you don't see no. them out at the the races or I don't know maybe maybe they're just doing other things I don't know it's it's the hard part is you know to nowadays to be valuable you can't just be singular right you know you can't you, you can be the best rider in the world but if no one sees you they mm. don't know your personality and they can't get a feel for you it's it's all for nothing almost it's just for your game you know do, do you think any of you know the the magazine thing the whole you know magazine how it is now do you think it'll ever go back a little bit towards that or it's it's just done and dusted you know? I don't. I think if it does, it'll be more on an underground level, right? You know, kind of like the zines again. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, just because it's, it's just so saturated with social media. It's 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 that's all there is. Now. Yeah, you know, it's it's and it's also a generation kind of crazy because I think about it and it's just like my drafting class when I was a junior in high school had the first computer in school. Wow. You know? Yeah, and no, I didn't even have... Well, I was already done with school before computers came yeah, in, you no, know? we had the first one. Like, <laughs> right. no other class. Like, right. Right, we had a drafting computer, you know? Yeah. And it was... It was... Now that I think about it, that was pretty archaic, you Yeah, know? no, I... And... But we are the first ones to have a computer at school. And then now, yeah. you know, my son, who's five years old, you know, he has an iPad, knows how to work it, knows how to put in passwords. Right, you know? and yes. Like, yeah. I would have never known how to do that. No, you know? no, my daughter's the same. It's It's so... It, it's such a shift in time it's it's uh i worked at sears for a little while and this old guy worked there and he's like i remember when i saw the first car wow you know because he's like 89 years old or something you know at yeah the time back then and uh i was like the first he's like yeah he's like i remember when the first car drove through my town you know it's like i was outside just happened to be outside and saw it so, you know like that was so crazy but it's just like seeing that shift must have been great like us with computers it's him seeing one car to that's all there is now mm. you know and it's like with us with computers it's like even our phones everything our day-to-day has to do with a computer you know yeah even your car you can't work on your car anymore you know it's all a computer yeah. you know so it's 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 just a crazy shift and it's happening so fast that the younger generations are really the ones that are going to be driving everything but that younger generation doesn't have a core value, I don't think, because everything's moving too fast. Because mm-hmm. everybody's waiting. What, they don't care about what's now, it's what's next. You know, like now with the team and working with Mongoose, you know, we're super stoked. You know, we got these awesome bikes. No real problems with the bikes. Bikes are running good. They feel good. Everybody's stoked. And it's like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we'll show the new, we'll debut the new bike. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Are you gonna make one in carbon? It's like we just showed you our brand new bike. Yeah, you already want yeah. something else? Mm. You know, it's just like, yeah. come on, you know, let's let's be stoked on what we got right. and, and keep moving. Move so quick, don't it? Yeah, everybody wants the next thing, you know. What do you think when um, we'll move on to DC next? Yeah. Um, you know, Fox. What was you know for them? Then was it because I mean, just the names you read off then. Mm. I mean, just all big hitters in every division they were in. 
what was more valuable to Fox at the time? Was it the coverage these guys got, or winning stuff, or was it a combination of? I think about, it. I think or it was, different guys for different stuff. Maybe it was, it was yeah. different things for different stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, Levesque is the guy you want out there on the podium, but mm. you kind of want to, um, you know, you want a Brian Schmidt to mm. talk to kids. You know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And then you want, you know. Randy to be, you know, showing him training on his pump track and stuff like that, you know, just kind of being different across the board. But I think the main thing with Fox is, is our, our philosophy back then was function over fashion. Mm -hmm. It was just like, we wanted to make sure that we had the best stuff for people to do their best, Yeah, you know, and, and with that came with the writers that were using our stuff because it wasn't that they were just using our stuff. They wanted to use our stuff, you know, because we were, I mean, everybody wanted to be on Fox. Yeah. We were, we were stepping it up, you know, Mm. with the product and, you know, with the product working the way it did added to the fashion sense it became, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, um, and then, you know, that was way before, you know, we just had t-shirts, you know, maybe shorts, you know, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was all gear, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and we just, you know, Jeff Fox philosophy was, I just want to make the best gear, you know, cause he raced motocross and there was, they had leather pants and it was crazy, you know, so he made his pair of pants cause he wanted something better. You yeah. Know? And, um, and, and that was our goal was, and my goal was safety. You know, when I became the, you know, I, I really kind of stepped back from racing. It was kind of full time, uh, at Fox. I was like, I know our stuff's the best, mm. you know, I, I test most of it, you know, and, I really want these guys to be safe because that's when, you know, like the X Games Supercross race came, you know, if you, if you look back at that, 90% everybody's wearing Fox stuff. Right. Because I took gear bags and gear bags of chest protectors, helmets, pads, everything because I wanted to make sure everybody could pull through this event, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's even in the freestyle side, you know, with Mira, Kevin Robinson, Lee Ramsdale, Doyle, Kagi, so many... So many, so many riders, you know, in our helmets, in our pads, because uh, as far as product came, I pretty much was, my budget was huge. So I was just like, if you just want pads, I'll give you pads. What would somebody like Levesque then? What what kind of product would he go through a year? Levesque was... Stumpy, because Stumpy ended up being your big guy after after Levesque, right? No, Stumpy was my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was a good friend. You know, I loved his values. He's just a great guy, and he yeah. had a great family. You know, his family worked hard for BMX. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, but Levesque was crazy because we had to custom make all his pants. So it was thirty-four waist with thirty-eight legs. Right. <laughs> you know, so and and luckily we had everything in house at Fox. So I'd take them two pairs of pants. I'm like, put these legs on these pants. Right. <laughs> you know, so they they do them custom every time for them. Uh, but it was you know I really liked our guys to be fresh because mm. we were a motocross company. Motocross guys, every race, get four sets of gear mm. for every race. You know, like, it's a Saturday race. They get four sets of gear. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I was just like, okay, if that budget can go that way, I could do a set of gear for a national. Right. For, for my BMX guys. Um, the year Stumpy won the title, starting that year, you know, I said, hey, Stumpy's going to be our guy. Mm. He's not going to wear a Huffy jersey. He's wearing our jersey with Huffy on it. Yeah. Da-da-da, this and that. So national season kind of went with the Supercross season. So whatever I put Ricky in, that's what I put Stumpy in. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So yeah. Stumpy and Ricky on the same weekend are wearing the was same Stumpy gear. Stumpy number four as well, right? Was yeah, he's number yeah, four. Yeah. And so that's why I was like, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, so all the photos that year were Ricky winning everything and Stumpy winning everything. So mm-hmm. it was like we were just killing both ends of the spectrum. Right. And uh, and then Stumpy won the Grands that year 
and I have his helmet at my house, and oh, he crossed cool. out the four and put number one, uh, and uh, he he just hugged me at the finish line. He's like, dude, he's just like, if I didn't look this good, I wouldn't do this good. Right. Like, he was just psyched every time because he'd just be waiting for me at a race. Like, would you bring me? You yes. know? So so it was pretty awesome. Um, and then I just tried to do that, kind of sprinkle that to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's when you know Standard started wearing all Fox stuff. We switched them over to Fox. Reynolds have- always look. You know, I'm doing a podcast where Reynolds are working on now so I've slowly start been pulling out some of his pictures mm-hmm. uh, from the Magda every picture of Reynolds is uh, yeah he was yeah, one of the yeah, first yeah. Fox guys yeah you know? and shit, he did shit for a while as well right yeah he the went white to shift, shift. Mm-hmm. and uh, because he was kind of doing his own thing you know mm-hmm. with play and Reynolds racing you know yeah so he was kind of always kind of blazing his own trail so yeah. that was that was a good always move like. over for him and then then going to standard you mm-hmm. know which was good for him after Mongoose and then um and then we switched because we started getting having a lot more racers on standard. So as a second, I think we need to move them over to Fox because there's a lot more racers, you know. Right. So that's when we moved that, them over into the Fox gear too. Uh, but but no, it was awesome. You know, I just I'm so psyched to see how big that team became, and that you know my fingerprints are all over it. Yeah, you know? no, and you really do have a lot of uh, history and all that part of the that era, you know. On so many good names, like say you just mentioned, so many, and then you moved over to DC. So tell yeah. us, tell us about uh, your days at DC, and again another good time, big budgets, and yeah. uh, DC was crazy. You know, like at Fox, I had my Fox credit card, you know, my little budget stuff like that. But DC was crazy because I had a my budget was nowhere near as big as the rest of the team, like for skate and snow and stuff like that. But it was it was a great budget for BMX for BMX, sure, yeah. You know, but you know we had Mira, we had we had we had almost all the big guys running DCs, and um, and then you know we had the DK team, uh, our BMX team, and then I got a couple other BMX guys just into the program because I was still doing a little bit of BMX and stuff like that, and then that's when the whole clip generation started coming in, and um, that's when we kind of started pushing away from. BMX racing because now well, that was the initial straight away then when clips came in like you guys already like straight off the bat were like okay guys we're just like we're easing out of this was that kind yeah of the- yeah because we didn't make a shoe and right. we're a shoe company mm. you know so Robbie thank God you know he's like I'm still racing the flats you know I'm still gonna race the flats yeah. no matter what because mm. I ride for DC you know mm-hmm. so that's why so many years he kept riding in flats yeah you know because because we were we were giving him a good check and and he was and Neil as well right and Neil too yeah, yeah. and um and then, and then I think it was. That's why I developed the sprint trails race because like we have guys that run flats, but the BMX racing is kind of going away from that. Yeah. So we still have racers. So you know, I, I kind of took a cue, took a cue from skate. Is kind of you know DC always kind of did one-off projects. Yeah. You know, like the mega ramp thing and kind of like what Red Bull do now, right? Yeah, mm. exactly. So I was just like, I want to do a BMX race, but different flat pedal kind of deal so that's why i did the sprint trails race so tell us a little bit about that sprint trails race was awesome i know the biggest thing i always loved doing when we went to the state races or nationals and sanger and fresno was to um go to randy's house and ride after yeah he, he always had a pump track uh at his parents house he had a pump track and then when he moved and got his house he built a pump track also and um I loved riding that thing, and I loved watching him ride it, and we just always would have just such an awesome time riding pump tracks. And so I was just like, it's kind of coming to the, the direction of, I think we need to do an event, you mm-hmm. know? So then we did the DC Sprint Trails event, uh, which was at Randy's house. So 
went out there a week before, you know, built the roll in. We redid the whole track, uh, just got everything super dialed in, invited all the media over. And uh, our first we had our first sprint trails race, uh, you know, had the DC bus there with the DJ in there. You know, we did, we, did, yeah, we had a yeah. good time at that race. You know, I had a food truck catering come in, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody who was there. You know, it was kind of and I'll pull some of the pictures from um couple of the magazines I've got the coverage so I'll, nice. u- I'll use that to go with this so you guys will get a bit more of a kind of idea of what Dwayne's talking about but yeah carry on and um, and yeah it was it was awesome I ran it just like dual slalom kind of single round we did qualifying mm-hmm. and then single round eliminations after that went from fastest slowest tiered them up and worked our way down um, got a little budget to do it you know it was mostly out of love and labor to mm-hmm. get it done but um 1500 bucks first place cash money and there's a there's a there's a picture we had with a briefcase full of cash you know which was was super cool yeah and uh i was i was dead set on winner take all you know i had three grand i was like winner take all you know yeah take all but then it was kind of like you know guys are coming in for it yeah we got to kind of split it up a little bit so i was like all right so you know got a cool cool trophies made Mm -hmm. had the cash champagne bottles for the podium after you know mikey day came out It, it was it was I was surprised who showed up for it, and uh, and then we went for it and just went on. Uh, we had one microphone issue, and that was it. Just mm-hmm. went on without a hitch. It was right. it was so good. And it's Mikey Day and Stumpy in the main, right? Yeah, the main, yeah. yeah. And then Mike Mikey Feld is the second one. So um, it was it was good racing. Like it got down to tenths of a second, you know. And those guys were ripping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was so rad just to see it. And then uh, I think there's some footage on maybe transit. Yeah, sure, and then there's, there's a couple out of videos out there. There's yeah. a couple on YouTube too, and it was just it was awesome. That's when I did my uh, coming into it. I did the first kind of GoPro footage. I made a little rig for the back of uh, Thumpy's bike. I oh, had a video okay. camera on the back, like a right. like a video camera. Yeah, yeah, real like one. a handy cam, <laughs> you know. And uh, had him do a laugh, and it was pretty awesome to see that footage. But um, yeah, we made a little commercial for it and everything, and and it was rad. And then uh, we did it again the next year. Kind of made it a rolling a little higher mm-hmm. you know put a gate up on the top of a basically a quarter pipe yeah and uh drop in and run it you know and and that one it rained the day before i was so stressed out we had the track all covered it rained good i think that's too. why i didn't go i was around and i remember i was debating whether to go and it was during the rainy season or mm-hmm. whatever a lot of rain and i yeah i ended up not going and then realized it all went ahead and yeah it blew it we pulled the tarps off the course and it was perfect right you know so i was like all right let, it was even dusty underneath you know so i was like let's run it and we ran it went off good again uh didn't have the dc uh bus that time but we rented a hummer and dc'd it all up to park out in the infield and i know dylan clayton and a bunch of guys were on dc in the uk at the time mm-hmm. and they all came out for that as yeah. well you know so yeah we had yeah. a great response i just couldn't i couldn't believe the media response you yeah know? we had like over 90 pages of print Wow. on that event and uh that's when magazine websites were just kind of starting yeah. you know so we got some love on there too but um you know besides you and still people come up to me like you gotta do another one of those events you yeah know? and that's gonna be one of my next questions would something like that work in today's landscape you think i think we could because so yeah. many pump tracks are popping up all over the place yeah could kind of uh kind of adapt what's there to kind of fit a format kind of yeah. like red bull does yeah you know? yeah and um but i'd like to see it Let's see an amateur one. Yeah, you know? no, I think it'd be cool. Because, I mean, you could have, you know, Groms, Hot Rods, and Clydesdales. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just have three classes. Whatever bike, doesn't matter. Boy, girl, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just get in there and go, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, 
and just have fun with the day, you know, because it's, it's that's why I really started racing a lot of mountain bikes, doing dual slalom. I just love racing myself, right? You know, because it's like it's all on you. Mm-hmm. You mess up, you messed up. You know, you can't say somebody cut me off or I unclipped or something. You know, it's just like it's all on you. You know, and and that's why I think I always loved about riding pump tracks is just you know you can make the course whatever you want it to be, take it how you want to, and you can go fast or go high or whatever. You know, but I, I really think the the pump track racing is is going to get bigger. I think it's especially how expensive it is to race nowadays as well, you know. It seems like, you know, I was, I'm sure you followed the Red Bull Pump Track World Championships, mm-hmm. one that oh, it's awesome. just went off last couple of weeks ago. I, I think that's kind of a lot of people, even some of the girls on our team are like, wow, you know, where this looks, you know, and you see some of the BMX girls doing it already this year. I think it's something going to grow from that. And if we can kind of, you know, be great to do something like that, even regionally would be cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, uh, there's there's a bunch in here in California and mm-hmm. they're popping up all over the place. Like I said, is on the website, I'm gonna. I'm building a directory of pump tracks right now. Oh, okay. So cool. Um, cool. I kind of put on social just, hey, if you know where the pump What's track. What's that website again? So it's, people can look. It's La Revolution Cafe or uh, RideLRC.com. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of putting it together right now. I put it on social to be like, hey, if you know where there's a pump track, let us know. Yeah. You know, and then so I could add it to this directory. I'm gonna kind of have a map of the United States and push it in the MapQuest or. Google Maps will come up with where it's at, you know, mm-hmm. so you can find them because they're they're popping up all over the place, you know. I it, I just always thought it was weird. I was always so stoked to move to Southern California because in NorCal, everybody down here, this is where all the riders are. This is you know where the best trails are and stuff. And no, it's just like I come down here and there's nothing. I saw another. <laughs> I saw another because the guy the guy that makes he's from NorCal, right? The guy that uh, builds a lot of the pump tracks. Uh-huh. I, I saw yeah. a one he had done last week. In action sports. Yes, I yeah. saw one last week. I'm like, man, it'd be almost. You know, almost worth going up there just to have some, some fun. Cause that yeah, I went like... up there uh, a few months ago just to hang out because most of my team's up there, right? And my family's up there, so I went up there uh, to go work with my buddy and you know, rode Lake Cunningham Park, which is the most amazing BMX park I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Just all dirt from jumps, slope style, skate park. It's acres and acres of just BMX. Yeah, and it's ten bucks. Wow. You know what I mean? And it was incredible because it's 30 minutes from where I used to live. Right. You know? Yeah. And then if you just go over the hill to Santa Cruz, there's four pump tracks over there, you know? And then they just built a new one in Watsonville. And then, so basically there's one at um, the helmet company out there, one at Specialized. You know, it's just like, I moved down here to where all the riding is supposed to be and all the riding's back at home. SoCal, <laughs> SoCal really needs to step up. I mean, obviously we've got Chula Vista, you know, yeah, they, Tyler does a great job down awesome there, team. but really the rest, you know, obviously losing Orange Orange Track, Orange mm-hmm. Y, and really not seeing too many. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's, you know, Chris Powell's working on something right now for the pump track here, but some, um, yeah, there's some, some problems going on with that at the moment. Yeah, um, I was working at the one, the Crow's Nest in Center Valley over here. Uh-huh. Worked out there so many times, went to their pre-grand opening, and then didn't open. Ugh. You know, some dude and his son jumped the fence, and his son got hurt, so they sued him. Ugh. It's just like, it's not even open. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. And so bummer. that blew that thing out of the water. But I guess Temecula is getting like two. Yeah. There's one in Lake Elsinore, 
it's a yeah. So it seems like it's gonna it's kind of popping up. Yeah. No, I'm excited to 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 see what we can all get involved in and put something together and just do something different. You know. And no, I'm I'm yeah. super down with it. You know, if, if you want to get into it, anybody else, I'm I, I still have all the timing system and everything from Stumpy's thing. So yeah, yeah, it's we're plugging that into it. Yeah, yeah. So and Eric Carter's good at all that stuff as well because all the years are doing slalom and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's put on a couple of events as well, so I'm sure there's enough people within our radius to really uh do some do some cool stuff you know and just switch it up a little bit what's uh Dwayne, i know we'll talk a little bit more about uh you know this grassroots team you're, you're mm-hmm. doing now with mongoose what what's your current thoughts on bmx racing today um what do you see on what could maybe we help you know we all see the well i've tried to help mm. you know but it falls on deaf ears and you know i've been i've been called a hater on racing and stuff like that but i'm not you know it's just i i grew up in the era of of two sanctions you know mm-hmm. and i just raced one sanction more because that's where the people i was around raced yeah. you know and and that's and they were associated and that was my way to get to races you mm-hmm. know because i was basically on my own since i was 14 you know so any help i could get getting anywhere you know kind of like you know when warwick came over and, and all the aba guys helped him out so much you know yeah. that's kind of like what the mbl guys did for me mm-hmm. and um and i just I've, I've tried to chime in and I've, I've I mean I'm not like I'm just a, a racer guy or just some guy on the side it's, it's, this is my industry you know yeah I've, I've, I've kind of helped cultivate where things are today during the best times as well yeah you and know? um and it's just not wanting to be heard so that's why I was like you know when my son got on his strider for the first time when he was two mm-hmm. and he went to the track and rode for two and a half hours without stopping I was like I guess I'm going to have to get back into this. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So just really sticking my head in and, and kind of seeing what's going on and, you know, trying to chime in and trying to help out, but kind of falling on deaf ears, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do my own team. Then I could change BMX that way. Yeah, you know? yeah. By kind of instilling a different philosophy and, and stuff like that with, with BMX. Yeah, so just really teaching my kids that, you know, you you're – you need to love BMX. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a sport of passion. It's not a sport of you're going to make all this money back or your parents are going to get reimbursed later or you're going to be able to live off it. That's, that's a very, 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 very small percentage of that's mm-hmm. going to happen to. Um, this sport's kind of more, I always kind of line it up with track and field. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're going to be the most physically fit, the best you're ever going to be while you're doing this sport. But you're going to have to love it because that's how you're going to get out of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, too, um, I'm trying to teach these kids that BMX is a lifestyle. You know? It's you wake up, you ride your bike to school. You know? You're going to link up with your friends after school and go ride the trails. Or you're going to go ride the street. Or you're going to jump some curbs. Or you're going to go in the parking lot and do manuals. You know? You're, you're, this is going to be your life, BMX. You know? And if you don't feel you want to wake up and ride your bike every day, it's not going to last long. Mm-hmm. You know? Um but with that also too is just having the importance of knowing that the time off the track is really going to help you riding mm-hmm. you know and and they my kids are really starting to learn that you know a couple of my kids have you know a ramp in their backyard or pump track in their backyard and not not big you know just a oval you know but still just good, still though. doing yeah, something yeah. every day you know and then some of the parents get involved and you know they're riding with their kids you know they're doing street riding and you know not street riding like hardcore but you know they're riding around town and jumping curbs and doing the stuff we used to do when we were kids mm-hmm. you know and all that just i think 
made you an awesome rider. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's, it's going to take fitness. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take track time and gates and all that stuff. Yeah, 100%. I'll never say you don't have to, but you got to love it. You yeah. Because that's just going to drive you even more. And I always told people, I think I had my accomplishments and I got my titles off of just being stubborn because I didn't have time to train like everybody else. So I had to work a full-time job and was going to school full-time. Mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't race ride as much as I could I needed to mm-hmm. I rode as much as I could yeah but I got on the gate and knew nobody wanted it more than me right you know? yeah yeah the desire it, and that, that's what I think pulled me over the top a lot of times but um but no my, my my philosophy for BMX with the team is just you know we're gonna ride we're gonna have fun mm-hmm. we're gonna you know I always want you to win mm-hmm. but if you don't it's no big deal you know but you have to try Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're out there trying every day, every time we're at the track, that's all I care. But I want you to try as hard at that state race at a local as you do, you know, because even a local race is going to form a habit for big races. Yeah. You know, so that's I'm just and your kids all look good as well. You know, obviously, you've always had a high standard. Just say the, the <laughs> people you've worked for, you always look good and had the best, you know, just always look good. And I, that's where, you know, I saw these state races with, with your tent and mongoose and what you're doing, like you, you, your presentation and stuff. I really like to, you know, try and do the tracks as well. It's trying to look good. And you got to show up winning. Yeah. 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 Like that's why I've always, you know, I've always had my gear tight, always had my helmet, you know, fresh, either painted or Mm -hmm. sticker, good helmet, bike, always clean. You got to win in staging. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want kids to look at myself when I yeah. was racing to be just like, oh, shit, look at that. You know? Yeah. Like, I want, you know, I always try to do something trick, you mm-hmm. know, just to make people kind of trip out. Because if you get in their head before you get on the gate, right. you already won. Yeah. You know? And you don't well, have your, to talk Your shit. kids already say, your kids are at uh, uh, Paris, I looked at your pits and everything. You guys definitely dialed in and like, man, that's how everybody needs to. Yeah, we're the, you know, we, we put on a big presence with the least. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I really. You know, a lot of it comes out of my pocket and my time, you know, with designing, you know, the graphics and our number plates and our jerseys. And and uh, I really I really want to have a great presentation to show uh, gratitude and be grateful for the companies that help us. Yeah. You know, because at the end of the day, how are you going to be remembered? Mm-hmm. You know, or are you going to be that ratty team on the side that nobody even noticed? Or right. are you going to stand out? Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's like, even if I have to, you know, at home, I I have a plotter and cut out 100 stickers for a race just so we can give something out. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's because that's cool, what I yeah. miss out on, too. Because I remember going to nationals and going to all the factory teams. And, you guys got any stickers? You yes. know, they hook you up with stickers. And, mm. You know, I have a whole drawer full of old stickers from the 90s, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just Another thing races. lacking now, isn't it? You know, Mike Ruth touched on it a few times, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just, yeah, the, the little things like that, posters and stickers and the giveaways, you know, which mm-hmm. is huge for those kids. and. Um, yeah, good for any brand to do it. Right, because you gotta you gotta set a plateau to strive for, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like everybody's on a team now, mm. you know. So, what are we gonna do? Why is your team special? Mm. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, you have a team, you know, you guys all wear the same jersey or ride the same bike, but who wants to be on your team? Mm-hmm. You know, is it on your team because that kid's cool or because the team's cool? Right. You know, and I, I just want to make a cool team. You yeah. know, we, we're going to, we're going to always present ourselves in a good manner and, and really just make sure that if people come up to talk, we're going to talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, or if people have a question, we're going to help them out. If someone has something wrong with their bike. I normally always have my tools and a bike stand. I'll help out anybody, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, 
they're gonna be looking at your stuff yeah right? yeah and they might say like, oh well, let me check this bike out while you're doing that you know and it's like yeah go pedal it around you know whatever you know and in it's just kind of putting that personal touch back into things instead of everything being so dry nowadays and i don't want to be ex- excluding anybody right. from what's going on you know i really want to make sure that people know that if they're coming over to the factory LRC Mongoose tent, that everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. And if there's any questions, we're here to help, you know. I always take pictures. People, a cool thing about dealing with Mongoose lately has been people bring their old bikes to show me. Right. It's like, hey, look at my old, you know. This, we get this a lot of Bob Haro's. Yeah. yeah they, they assume Bob Haro's still there, you know. Yeah. So, like, hey, dude, uh, where's Bob? And, like, oh, he's yeah. been gone a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, check out my mini loop tail. Right. My 16-inch. Probably get the pro-class wheels. Yeah. And it's like, what, I take yeah. pictures of them and post them up. Because you, you know? obviously, you shoot pictures as well, don't you? Yeah. So you I really do. are a jack of all trades, aren't you? Yeah. From you know? graphics to photography yeah. to marketing. Websites. You know? I always tell people when I go to, go to work, I'm like, I'm a full package deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you really are. You know? And you worked in Moto, you know, for numerous years as well, right? You're not Deaf family, right? You're doing that, right? Yeah, I was yeah. working with Nate Adams at Daft, and you know, trying to, you know, just help him out as much as I can. You know, he's a small operation and uh, great product. You know, mm-hmm. I've used the product since we started making it, and I always, I always say something funny. I was just like. They're just like how are those gloves I'm like it's the first glove that fits like a glove right yeah yeah so no and Nate's Nate's just awesome you know he's probably one of the most humblest raddest guys there is out there you know mm-hmm. and um, and we became we became good friends at, when I was at DC but when I got let go from DC I would say he's one of the few people who called like months later to see how I was doing yeah that's cool you know? yeah, and, it yeah. Was, and when he did that I was like this guy's golden you yeah, know yeah. so if he ever needs me I'll be there that. for him oh, you know? that's so so yeah no he's he's a rad guy you know he just had twins oh wow and um, they're just starting to push striders around we took them out to Redmond's track a couple times so they'll be on my team yeah next year. yeah that's cool <laughs> you see it's all people our age now coming back like say you're, you're exactly doing the same and we're all coming back with our kids now so it's like a whole new generation mm-hmm. and it's giving everybody a motivation to get it back into it themselves as well you no, know for sure cool. and, and that's why i think it's cool too because we've gone through an era of racing that was i'm not gonna say racing is not cool now it's it's very cool i, I love the technology and the push how everything's going forward mm-hmm. but when we raced it was cool yeah you know it's just like mm-hmm. holy crap you know you see the gt rig or the, the standard setup or the mongoose guys or power like everybody or it was just like, dude, you know, trailers and, yeah. you know, you can't really go in there. It was factory once. It, yeah, yeah. it was factory. You know, yeah. it was super factory. You know, I always said if I if I win the lotto or I get a better job, I'm buying an old moto setup. Right, And that's yeah. going to be my team setup. Yeah. You know, just because my thing is, is I don't think you'd be called factory team unless you are being provided from the factory. Yeah. You know, and that was the only reason why I put my team as a factory team because... Mongoose 100% supports us. Yeah. I mean, we're not a... We don't have a large budget, but product-wise, and, uh, you know, some apparel, they help with our setup. They, they, they're they just... They've been so awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that I think I know being in the seat in the industry for this long and being in BMX is I understand they don't have to do this. Right. You know, Mongoose makes plenty of money, mm-hmm. and but they're doing it because they understand the value of... Of where they came from now. Yes. You know, they have a great team in there uh, that, that is really kind of catching that hook on, dude, we, our brand started BMX. Yeah. You know, like, we were one of the first real production race bikes ever, mm. you know? So, 
So yeah, I mean, when the bikes first came out, getting a lot of slack for it, you know, right. like oh, this Walmart brand, blah blah blah, this and that. But yeah, the bikes are awesome. You mm-hmm. know, the bikes are same, made in the same manufacturer that makes their hard oh, good hardtails. prices as well. I mean, I looked at all the prices. It's, That's uh, what people understand yeah, is, yeah. is mongoose has that buying power. Yeah, you know, they yeah. said we want this awesome bike for this price. Do it. Yeah, you know, because we buy millions of dollars of bikes from you. Mm-hmm. So make this awesome bike, yeah. and we want it for this price. You know, so the only people. Everybody's to gain from getting one, you know, if they were to buy one. Right. Yeah, because they're getting way more, you know, technology and, and value with their dollars. And that's what I love. I love about that, you know. And that's why I told them, I said, if, you, if when we were talking about it at first, because I was racing mountain bikes, you know, and I was riding their bikes. And they was like, you know, you used to race BMX, right? And kind of went through the whole thing. And they're like, well, we're going to do a BMX bike. And I was like, well, I think grassroots is the way to go. Yeah. You know, because you're going to have a struggle with the name. You know, at first, mm-hmm. but I think if we could get a good price, and let's let's focus on getting people to the track. Yeah, you yeah. know, because you there's already enough people in it to buy that high end stuff. Yeah, you know, it's it's like let's let's get let's get a bike for people to get to the track. You know, yeah. those those dad those people of our generation that haven't raced for 15 years or whatever, but their kid wants to try it. Mm-hmm. Let's get them a bike they could buy complete and get on the track and they're not spending the boatload and they could either upgrade it or, or get a better bike later you yeah know? but get them there first you know and i think that's the thing that's not really being pushed is getting people to the track mm-hmm. you know on the local level mm-hmm. you know because i remember when locals were cool you know it's just like yeah we're racing this today S- sunday we're racing every sunday it's every big, sunday it was a right? big deal yeah you're racing every sunday the only time you're not racing on sunday is if you're at another race right you know and you know just i just see the you know a lot of people there and a lot of people leave when it's time to race yeah you know and do you think it could get back do you think it you know we'll listen to the the moans and groans and the could could it you know how would you um i don't know how would you i don't know what's fix it but what maybe we're doing wrong i leave it I leave it on the track directors. You know, yeah, Tyler yeah. does a good job by, yeah. by keeping a lot of things interesting at his track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Garcia does it good, too, in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Um, and Powell kills it in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. I, I I was up there uh, for the holiday and took my son, and we went out there just to race the local. And, you know, they were almost 40 motos. That's local. Nicholas doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's doing yeah. a great job up there. Mm. You know, and but then you go down the road to Prunedale and they have six motos. Right. You know, and Prunedale's still an awesome track. You know, but... You've almost got to have young blood in that understands social media as well, aren't you? That you you need help. to have someone uh, on your staff that's in touch. Yeah, You know, yeah. that's in touch with what's going on and understands that, you know, the old way was great, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a new generation. You have to appeal to that, those yeah. new kids, you know. Um and that's, you know, with on the far as grassroots go, that's like with the four-star series here in California. Um, I've been kind of poking at Mary Garcia because she runs it. It's basically the old state series. Right. Um, but in a different format now. And I've seen the flies in that that you uh, put out there. It's, it's pretty cool. What, no, it's so, a lot yeah, of fun, yeah. you know, and I've been poking at her, you know, hey, let me let me help you out, you know, because mm. Mary is old school BMX. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and so this year, you know, she kind of, loosened up her reins and she's like okay you know you can handle most of it yeah you know joey garcia just had twins so she has grandma duty now and yeah she can't put a lot of a lot of time into it so mm-hmm. so i took it and ran yeah. you know so from you know the marketing building the social for it um doing all the event flyers uh doing my full setup at all the races i go to you mm-hmm. know 
um, with the mongoose stuff. And then now we're just getting ready in two weeks for the Darcy Cup, mm -hmm. uh, the Linda Darcy race. Um, and I saw the flyer for that as well, and that's going to be at in Hesperia. Okay, yeah, on the uh, on the tenth. Okay, so my that's not too far from here. Then, yeah, is it? yeah. So um, so yeah, so you know, it's, it's just one of those things of like, okay, if you put down the factors of racing, if you do locals and states, state plate or district, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you go for. But if you don't do gold cups or nationals, then you're not really going to get a district plate, mm -hmm. right? So you have to do everything. But then. But what is that district plate for? You know, I've known kids that got a district number one that have maybe won three races. Right. You know, and how prestigious is that plate? You know, I know when I raced, the fastest person got the plate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's where I think is lacking. And that's why I really like this four-star because it's like total points racing every race. Uh, every class is trophied individually, even if it's a mixed class. Right. Uh, but six races. That's all you have to do. And give everybody a date for that, because like I say, I've seen you've been posting it around. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Darcy, the season just ended, mm -hmm. but the Darcy Cup is coming up on the 10th of November. Uh, the Darcy Cup, it's going to be a double point race at Hesperia BMX uh, on Saturday. Um, entry fee is kind of high because it's our end of the year race, yeah. so it's 40 bucks. but your entry fee comes with a ticket to Magic Mountain. Oh, that's cool, yeah. So we yeah, have our yeah. awards ceremony at Magic Mountain on Sunday, the next day. Oh, nice. So it's, it's kind of cool because everybody's there for an awards banquet, but then you got Magic Mountain after. Yeah. You know, and the kids, you yeah. get to hang out with everybody in a different setting, mm -hmm. you know, which is really cool. So, um, so yeah, and then all the kids that do the four-star race, you complete your six races, it qualifies you for a jacket, and you're in the raffle drawing for, like, Easy Up, Scooter, all kinds of stuff in the raffle. Mm -hmm. Um but if you win your class, number one jacket, uh, number one trophy, number one plate. That's cool. So um, it's, it's, it's really, really cool because it's like you know you're the fastest one in your class. Because uh -huh. you got the, you, a, a maximum amount of races, you have the most points. You're the fastest rider. Yeah. You know? So... So that's why I really think is, is something cool to kind of push. I push my team. That's part of the requirements is to qualify to race a four-star. Um, just because at the end of the day, you go to a four-star race, you get at least three laps because mm -hmm. it's total points. You're going to get photos on their social page because I take photos of every single rider in oh, Boston. Wow. So, you know, grandma and grandpa paying for your races or Billy Joe's Pizza Shop, whatever. You can show them. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, hey, look, That's I so went cool to this race. That. Yeah, look. I mean, everybody's yeah, everybody wants to see a picture. Right. Of racing, I'm trying you know? to put a value yes. for the riders to go. You mm. know, and it's just like, look, you go to state race, maybe a photo. Go to national, maybe, maybe a photo. Uh, you can maybe not as well. Right. National, yeah. You maybe know a lot more. You know, mm -hmm. but every single moto, and I try to get every single rider a photo of every single rider every single race. Yeah, that's cool. Because so I'm putting yeah. up like 200, 300 photos. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of work for you, but it's great it is, for you for doing that, you know. But it's, but it's one of those things of like. Showing value. If I don't, who will? Right. You know, who, who's going to. This is my whole thing, is I understand coming from the industry side that if, if you're not being seen, there's no point in me supporting you. Right, yeah. So yeah. I have a team that races it. Yeah. So it's in my best interest to show all these kids. Yes, of course. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. So, so I don't know why more aren't doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
and and nowadays with cameras, I mean, you don't have to be a photographer to take good photos. Mm-hmm. You know, just take a million and we get the good ones. You yeah, know? yeah. So, so yeah, so that that's a really good value that that uh, series series gives. You know, yeah, it is only single points races. You know, each race, but it's going to the four star. Mm-hmm. You know, and the four star is a nonprofit. In Mary, at the end of the year, has just enough money to start the next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so everything goes to trophies and jackets and awards. And that's so cool. The Garcias are still involved. Yeah, no, and giving it's, back. You it's know? awesome because yeah. their, their kids don't do it. Yeah, and they're they're still doing it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know it's awesome seeing Jim and his mm-hmm. crazy jokes and mm-hmm. and Mary's still scorekeeping and and it's 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 great. You know, because those people gave me my life. You know. And it's the least I could do to help them back. Yeah, you know? that's super rad what you're doing, Dwayne. I mean, that's you got so many fingers and so many different pies. But credit to you for all the all the stuff you're doing, and we're definitely going to continue talking about this. And I would talk to talk all the time with Jason, Chris Powell, and some of the San Diego guys about doing something pump track wise when we get some something really, you know, um, put something down and try and do something that would be really cool. I think, and something uh, we can all build on and be involved in. You know, yeah, I'm 100 percent down to help with whatever needs to happen for that because I, I think it's something cool too. Because, you know, my kids on the team, I try to tell them to switch it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that'd be a good switch, a good distraction. You know, to kind of refocus in a different direction. Yeah, and go back. You know, it's funny when I was up north, uh, Prunedale had their state race. And I really wanted to go to the Lake Hamilton bike park. Uh-huh. And uh, I told the kids, I was like, hey, you, you guys go ahead. I brought all the stuff for you guys to do a setup. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm going to go ride. I'll be back in a while. I'm, no, I'm, I'm going there all day. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm going to go. And my whole team went to the bike park. Oh, cool. So they skipped on the state race to go to the, right. the park. You know? yeah, as long as they had fun, that's all that counts. Which was you know? awesome, you know, because then, you know. You got to spend different interaction, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Then I could ride with them, yeah. you know, and stuff like that, and help them out in different ways that they No, they I think, think that's the, the important so. thing about a team, you know, just doing cool things together, whether that's eating dinner or sitting around or sitting under the tent, or it's like being a, uh, yeah, like a team. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people aren't these days, you know? Yeah, and that's, that's what I really try to, you know, because BMX to me was my family. Right. You know, because I didn't have a, a, a family, so every, going to races was going to go see my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I was so stoked and went to so many races because I was just like, I want to see everybody. Yeah, you know? building your own little community within the community, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's, it's so separated now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just Very. like... Very. Everybody hides. Everybody's like, in this corner, in that corner. Yes. They're over there. They're over there. And it's just like... Yeah. Nobody, no, it's true. Very, very nobody true. Nobody hangs out anymore, you know? No, no. we got to bring some of that stuff back. But I remember going, you know, to the Nationals and like go to the Huffy trailer and see you in there. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you'd see in there. You right. know, it's like just packed with, you know, it's yes. like, this is awesome. You yeah, know? it's so different now. Into, yeah. It's like almost, you, you walk into somebody else's uh, team, you get like, what are you doing in here? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Dwayne, let's wrap it up. That's good right. talking. Uh, how does people want to get hold of you, find out more information on all the things you're doing? Um, yeah, just, yeah, I'm easy. I'm on social. Uh, just Dwayne Taylor with the E. Because I, don't like a lot of people creeping on me but um <laughs> and then on uh instagram it's just the real 44 um la, Re- la revolution cafe is the website uh got some mongoose bikes on there some other product going up soon um should have a new line working with michael Aaron, the freestyle guy right um, he just good he's rock star guy right yeah, yeah he just yeah. got on Rockstar. Yeah, he that. just got third in sydney and big air yes i and, saw you uh, post that yeah super rad guy uh working with him a little bit on doing stuff because i do his apparel and help him out with other stuff um and then Death's going to be on there soon so we're, we're slowly building it you know oh, cool. making a lot of dough on the site it's not my focus right now i just really want to 
be able to get a that old hangout spot yeah on social, nah. somewhere to loiter around you know with some, yeah some cool news and some videos and just stuff on there oh, cool well, we'll post everything up our side keep keep it up and we'll do this again i'm sure we'll have uh have more stuff you can update us with moving forward you know yeah so. no problem and then also too starting a a b team kind of like a co-factory team next year too for a lot of people that wanted to be involved but i can't open the door all the way mm-hmm. but uh we just really want to uh make a, another team to have people involved with what's going on yeah so. right on. cool thanks Dwayne. yeah no problem thank you yeah thank you thanks for listening and we'll uh, catch you all next time see ya